Danielle has said, our reading is from Psalm 107. O give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed from trouble, and gathered in from the lands, from the east and from the west, from the north and from the south. Some wandered in desert wastes, finding no way to a city to dwell in, hungry and thirsty. Their soul fainted in them. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. He led them by a straight way, till they reached a city to dwell in. Let them thank the Lord for his steadfast love, for his wondrous works to the children of man. For he satisfies the longing soul, and the hungry soul he lifts with good things. Some sat in darkness in the shadow of death, prisoners in affliction and in irons, for they had rebelled against the words of God and spurned the counsel of the Most High. For he bowed their hearts down with hard labor, they fell down with none to help. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. He brought them out of darkness and the shadow of death, and burst their bonds apart. Let them thank the Lord for his steadfast love, for his wondrous works to the children of man. For he shatters the doors of bronze, and cuts in two the bars of iron. Some were fools through their sinful ways, and because of their iniquities suffered affliction. They loathed any kind of food, and they drew near to the gates of death. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. He sent out his word and healed them, and delivered them from their destruction. Let them thank the Lord for his steadfast love, for his wondrous works to the children of man, and let them offer sacrifices of thanksgiving and tell of his deeds and songs of joy. Some went down to the sea in ships, doing business on the great waters. They saw the deeds of the Lord, his wondrous works in the deep, for he commanded and raised the stormy wind, which lifted up the waves of the sea. They mounted up to heaven, they went down to the depths, their courage melted away in their evil plight. They reeled and staggered like drunken men, and were at their wits' end. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. He made the storm be still, and the waves of the sea were hushed. Then they were glad that the waters were quiet, and he brought them to their desired haven. Let them thank the Lord for his steadfast love, for his wondrous works to the children of man. Let them extol him in the congregation of the people, and praise him in the assembly of the elders. He turns rivers into a desert, springs of water into thirsty ground, a fruitful land into a salty waste because of the evil of its inhabitants. He turns a desert into pools of water, and parched land into springs of water. And there he lets the hungry dwell, and they establish a city to live in. They sow fields and plant vineyards, and get a fruitful yield. By his blessing they multiply greatly, and he does not let their livestock diminish. When they are diminished and brought low, through oppression, evil, and sorrow, he pours contempt on princes, and makes them wander in trackless wastes. But he raises up the needy out of affliction, and makes their families like flocks. The upright see it, and are glad, and all wickedness shuts its mouth. 
Whoever is wise, let him attend to these things. Let them consider the steadfast love of the Lord. Amen. Good morning, everyone. Thank you to Danielle and the praise group and to those who read this morning. Uh, thank you very much. Well, at this point, I know you're all expecting me to say how happy I am to be here. <laughs> and I am. But I'm not going to say that. Instead, I'm going to say, I'm fed up. I can't go on. I don't know where to turn. That's it. I'm finished. I'm at my wit's end. You should see your faces. <laughs> I said that not because I feel that way right now, but throughout my Christian experience, there have been times when I did feel like that. And if truth be told, we have all been at our wit's end. And the reason I said those words is because Psalm 107 gives us an insight into what it looks like and what it feels like to be at your wit's end. And I suppose we need to understand the context of this psalm. The psalm was probably written after Israel had been delivered from their bondage to Assyria and Babylon. And they're reminded of what the Lord allowed them to suffer and how he delivered them when they called out to him. The very first verse, verse reminds us that it's a psalm of praise and thanksgiving to thank the Lord for how he has brought them through those periods when they were at their wit's end. But as we look through the psalm together, there are a series of pictures beginning in verse 4 and running all the way through to verse 32. And each of the pictures begins with the word some. I have that underlined in my Bible. And, and some wandered in the desert. Verse 10, some sat in darkness. Verse 17, some became fools through their foolish and rebellious ways. Verse 23, some went down to the sea in ships. And so there are, there are four different pictures of what it is like to be at your wit's end. Four different pictures of what God's people experienced whenever they were in exile. And also in those pictures, there's also a call 
to thank God and to praise God and to glorify God for his deliverance. So as they look back and they see all the things that happened to them, the times when they couldn't go on, the times when they felt they were finished, and how they called out to God and he delivered them and brought them through. And in each picture, there's the same repetitive phrase to give thanks to the Lord for his deliverance. The psalm not only gives us a picture of what it's like to be at your wit's end, but it also tells us what to do when you are. So we're very simply going to look at these four pictures and try and make an application to our own lives. And I'm very much going to be speaking to you from the heart this morning because I think that we have forgotten sometimes that the Christian life affects our heart, it affects our whole being, it affects our emotions, the way we think, the way we feel. And so these pictures are quite emotional. And I just wish I would be able to draw. <laughs> I would love to be able to paint a picture of each of these situations. So let's look at picture number one. Picture number one in verse four. Some wandered in desert wastelands, finding no way to a city where they could settle. They were hungry and thirsty, and their lives ebbed away. I don't know if you've ever been in a desert. I have been in the driest desert in the world, in South Peru, the Attica Desert. And even driving through it with aircon is not a pleasant experience. But to be wandering in the desert, the one thing you know about a desert is there are no roads there. There are no signposts. And the picture is of God's people and they're just, they're wandering around in the desert aimlessly, feeling hungry and thirsty, no satisfaction, no purpose, dried up, Ever been there? And maybe you're here this morning and, and spiritually that's the way you are. Life is just like you're, you're wandering through it and, and, you, and you don't feel any purpose in your life anymore. And there was a time whenever you were full of life and vitality, but now you're all dried up and you feel faint. 
you're at your wit's end. You feel like you can't go on. What do you do when life's like that? Well, let's look at what God's people did. Verse 6, they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. He led them by a straight way to a city where they could settle. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for mankind, for he satisfies the thirsty. He fills the hungry with good things. What do you do? What did they do? They cried out to the Lord. Let me tell you, you won't make it out of the desert experience on your own. You can try as hard as you like, and you can go to people for help, and they may try to help, but they can't really. The only person who can bring you out of that desert experience and satisfy your hunger and your thirst is God. And if that's where you are this morning, I implore you, do what these people do, did cry out to God in your trouble. Tell him, Lord, I'm at my wit's end. I'm dried up spiritually, and I just feel that I'm lost in the desert of life. Lord, help me. That's the first picture. And it's not a pleasant one. But the thing is, the Lord brought them out of it. When they cried to him, he brought them out of it. And he will do the same for you and me. The second picture begins in verse 10. Some sat in darkness and in the shadow of death, prisoners in affliction and in irons, for they had rebelled against the words of God and spurned the counsel of the Most High. So he bowed down their hearts with hard labor, and they fell down with none to help. They sat in darkness. They're locked in a dungeon. They're imprisoned and they're in bonds. They're bound in chains. They're in a dark place. Utter darkness, it says. And they can't break out of this prison. Let me tell you, being in prison in those days wasn't like being in Megabre. Far from it. Because it was a dark dungeon, a pit 
when you're chained up and bound, both hands and feet. And the thing is, these verses tell us that it was their own fault. They had made some bad choices. And who hasn't? I suppose most of us have got to say that we have made some bad choices sometimes in our lives. And it got us into trouble. And that trouble here is pictured as being imprisoned. Being trapped in a dark place that you can't get out of. It may be well, you're here this morning, you're walking about and you're not physically in a prison. But maybe mentally and spiritually you are. You can be imprisoned by addiction. And some of God's people are imprisoned because of being hurt. And that feeling of hurt has has put them in a dark place and and they, they, they just are stuck there and they've been stuck there sometimes for years because of a hurt that happened a long time ago. They can't get out. Fear can imprison us. And perhaps we know a little bit about what that's like because of COVID. Fear can make you that you're imprisoned and can't move forward. You're so scared. Jealousy, heartaches, the past. Some of God's people are are imprisoned and they're in a dark place and they can't move forward and they're stuck because they keep going back into something that happened in their past. And it stops them. It's like they're bound by that past mistake. And let me tell you, whatever it is that's imprisoning you, you'll never break the bond yourself. You'll never be able to break out from that prison. The word tells us they cried to the Lord in their trouble in verse 13. And he saved them from their distress. He brought them out of darkness, the utter darkness, and he broke away their chains. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love, for his wonderful deeds for mankind, for he breaks down the gates of bronze and cuts through the bars of iron. You won't break those bonds or bend those bars that are 
keeping you hemmed in and stuck in that dark place in your life. But God can. There's nothing that has you imprisoned that God can't bring you out of and set you free. Jesus in Luke chapter 4 and verse 18 declared that that was one of the reasons he had come, to set the prisoner free. The one thing that you want whenever you're in prison is what? Tell me. You want out? <laughs> you want freedom. During my time in Shankalite, dealt with a lot of people who had addiction problems, and I never met one yet that didn't want out, that didn't want to break free. How are you this morning? What about that hurt that's eaten away at you? That unforgiveness, that grudge that has you imprisoned. But spiritually, you're in a dark place and, 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 and maybe you've been there for a long time. Do you want out? Well then, call upon the Lord because he alone can set you free. That's the second picture. Picture number three is in verse 17. Some became fools through their sinful ways. And because of their iniquities, suffered affliction. They loathed any kind of food, and they drew near to the gates of death. This is a picture of someone who's sick in their soul. You know, the one thing, whenever you're sick, you don't want to look at food, do you? They loathed any kind of food. And they drew near to the gates of death. They were so weak that they felt they were dying. And it was because of their own foolishness. Again, who among us has not been foolish at some time or another? And that foolishness led us into sinful ways. So that we maybe even loathed the food of God's Word. And if you're there this morning, 
apart from being at church? When was the last time you lift up your Bible? When you're in that kind of situation, you don't want to because you know it's God's Word and you know that if you lift the Bible and you read it, God's going to talk to you. And you don't want that. You're just sick. Your soul is sick. And again, they seek the Lord for their deliverance. And when they cried out to him, it says, he sent out his word and healed them and delivered them from destruction. Let them thank the Lord for his steadfast love. The very thing that they loathed was the thing that God uses to heal. I heard someone say one time that the Bible is God's medicine cabinet for sick Christians. And that is so true. That is so true. God's Word is the thing that will heal us and help us whenever we are sick. But we find ourselves that we, we can't even bring ourselves to, to go to the Word. And, and, and the only person who can drag us there and heal us is God. You need to cry out to him. You need to call out to him as they cried out to him. And when they cried out to him, he sent his word and he healed them and he delivered them from destruction. The thing is this, again, you won't heal yourself. The sickness won't go away on its own. It needs treatment. God's word is that treatment. There's an old hymn we used to sing years ago. I haven't heard it for many years. But God has used, God used it over many years to help people to get back to where they wanted to be. I said, I've wandered far away from God. Now I'm coming home. The paths of sin too long I've trod. Lord, I'm coming home. I've wasted many precious years. Now I'm coming home. I now repent with bitter tears. Lord, I'm coming home. My soul is sick. My heart is sore. Now I'm coming home, my strength renew, my hope restore. Lord, I'm coming home. I can't help but think that there are some of us here this morning, and we need to come home. 
we've been straying. And I have to be honest and say that I don't think COVID has helped us any. In fact, it has contributed to many of God's people straying, straying away from the Word of God, straying away from fellowship, straying away from walking with God. We need to come home. We need to call out to the Lord. Picture number four. Verse 23. Some went out on the sea in ships, doing business on the great waters. They saw the deeds of the Lord, his wondrous works in the deep, for he commanded and raised the stormy wind, which lifted up the waves of the sea. They mounted up to heaven. They went down to the depths. Their courage melted away in their evil plight. They reeled and staggered like drunken men, and they were at their wits' end. I don't know if you've ever been in a boat or a ship when it's pitching and tossing. It's not a nice experience. Especially whenever the nose of the ship goes down and the back of it goes up and you can hear the propellers whirling away in midair. And when you see the size of the waves, it's horrifying. It's scary. Storms are scary things. You only need to look at your television and see what's happening in different parts of the world, and you say to yourself, boy, I'm glad I'm not there. Storms are scary. But we hit storms in life, don't we? And the storms that come to us in life are scary. They're sudden, they're fierce. And they drive you to your wit's end. Sometimes when storms hit us in our, in our lives, in our families, and we just find it. We don't know where to turn. We don't know what to do. We're staggering about like people on a ship that's going up and down. And you can do nothing about it. Seems like the storm's in control of your life. But hey, God's in control of the storm. And he can bring you through it. And I'm sure many of us here this morning can look back to times in our lives when storms came and we thought we would never get through. We were at our wit's end. But God... We called out to him, and he brought us through, and you're still here, and you're still going on. So praise him for that. The storms of life may rage against us, but Jesus Christ is still the master of the sea. He can still 
say, peace, be still. I like the way the psalm tells us in verse 29 that he made a great calm. He made a calm. The sea became calm. And he gave them gladness in verse 30. They were glad when it grew calm. Again, most of us can identify that because we've gone through storms in life and whenever it was over, we are really glad. And then it goes further than that because it tells us that he brought them safe home in verse 30 to their desired haven. to the place that they wanted to be. I'm tempted to say, where do you want to be? And it's not at Connolly's of Moy. <laughs> but where do you want to be spiritually? Where do you want to be this morning? In your walk with God. He can bring you there. And he alone can bring you there. Wherever this psalm finds you today, I want you to know that God is still on the throne. That he has not changed and his power has not waned. He is still the God who saves his people. He's still the God who you can call out to in your trouble. And the psalm ends with this, whoever is wise, let him attend to these things. Let them consider the steadfast love of the Lord. If you're going to be wise, attend to these things. It is that steadfast love that still reaches out to us this morning and says, call upon me in the day of trouble. Where are you this morning? Are you wandering in the desert, hungry and thirsty, and your soul fainting within you? Now's the time to call on God. Are you stuck in the darkness, imprisoned by whatever it is? Maybe you're even thinking about it right now. Call upon God. Are you sick in your soul? You've disobeyed God and you loathe his word. You never read your Bible. And maybe some of you are watching online and, and you don't go to church anymore and, and you can't heal yourself. Now is the time to call out to God. Maybe you're going through a big storm at the minute. And you're being tossed about. The thing is, you need to cry for help.
And maybe none of this applies to you. Maybe you've been through all these things. Well, this psalm is saying, look back and give thanks to the Lord. Give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love. The one thing about God's love is it never, ever fails.